This episode of Never Not Knitting is brought to you by Dancing You Yarns. You can find the link for Dancing You Yarns shop at nevernotknitting.com. Hi, this is Alana, and you're listening to the Never Not Knitting podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome, and thank you for joining me for episode 27. I hope that you're all doing well and getting lots of knitting done these days. Thank you to everyone who has recently contacted me, left a comment on the blog, or joined the Never Not Knitting Ravelry group. I really do have a very supportive group of listeners, and I feel really fortunate. Thank you so much. Well, I've had a busy couple of weeks. I actually went on two separate vacations since I've last recorded. One of the trips I went on was actually a knitting retreat put on by two different yarn shops, Bonita Knit and Sew and Bobbin's Nest Studio. I haven't been to either of these yarn shops before, but on the retreat I got to meet the owners and they were both really nice. So I hope to go to these yarn shops in the future, if I'm ever in the area. I had never been on a knitting retreat before, but it was really a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of great knitters, took some really interesting classes, did some yarn shopping, and even even got mistaken for Yasolda Teague, and was asked to sign a copy of Whimsical Little Knits. So all around, I would say, It was a pretty good trip. One of the classes that I took was by Joan McCowan Michael, and it was all about measuring your body properly and fitting your hand-knit sweaters perfectly to your measurements through the use of short rows. I really found this interesting because I find that the most difficult thing about knitting sweaters is not really the knitting, but just getting them to fit and to look good. So I'm really glad that I took this class. Despite my busy traveling schedule, I have really been getting a good amount of knitting done. I've really been on this shawl kick lately. I just want to knit nothing but sock yarn shawls all the time. On the retreat, I bought a skein of Pagewood Farms Denali yarn in the camo colorway, which is a beautiful combination of tans, golds, olive green, I loved it so much and I decided that it really needed right away to become a damson shawl. So I started it that night. Damson is a shawl I mentioned a few episodes ago, designed by Yasolda. It's just perfect for this yarn. Isn't it wonderful when you can find a yarn and a pattern that go together really well? I I just love it. So Friends, this means that I actually have two Yusolta designs on the needles right at this moment. Damson and my Vine Yoke cardigan. I think that I really have a thing for her designs. I just love them. Pretty much every single one of them. Which leads me to believe that I might have a problem. I've even been entertaining this fantasy lately about casting on for her Coraline sweater, but that would really be kind of obsessive and weird, wouldn't it? 
three projects on the needles by the same designer, kind of stalkerish maybe. So I might just wait on that one. So instead, I decided to start a new design project of my own. And this time it's a shawl. I'm sorry to shock you all with a non-children's design, but yeah, like I said before, I like shawls now, like a lot. And this pattern is something that I'm super excited about. When you see it, I know that you will think that it is so me. It's in my signature color and it involves one of my favorite design elements. I know that I'm going to like it. I'm hoping to have this pattern available before the next episode airs. I'm making it out of this gorgeous, gorgeous olive green color. It's so pretty. And I'm thinking that this olive green would look so good with this eggplant purple that I have in my stash. I've had this eggplant colored Rowan Cash Soft DK in my stash forever. And I'm thinking that it would look really good knit up into a sweater. Say, maybe the Coraline sweater, perhaps? I told you I have a problem. So, as far as my vine yoke cardigan goes, it's progressing quite nicely these days. I'm over halfway done with the sweater now, and this Malabrigo worsted yarn that I've chose to knit it out of is producing the squishiest, softest fabric ever. I have to say, garter stitch and Malabrigo really are a great combination. I am really loving it. I've loved working with this yarn so much, in fact, that I've decided to carry the Malabrigo theme throughout this entire episode, which leads me to... Bring on the product reviews. Malabrigo. Now that's a name that most knitters have heard before. In fact, I would say that most of you listening have most likely either worked with it or at least seen it in the stores. It's a very popular yarn. But in the event that you've never heard of this yarn before, I just must tell you a little bit about it. As you know, right now I'm working with Malabrigo Worsted, the medium weight version of this yarn. This particular yarn is so popular that Ravelry says that there are 32,335 projects knit from it, and with good reason too. This yarn is a great combination of a super soft feel and a really reasonable price. The worsted weight Malabrigo is a single ply construction made up of 100% merino wool. There are some advantages and disadvantages to working with a single ply yarn, but I'm always drawn to it because I love the homespun look of it, and the light way that this yarn is spun up makes it really lofty and soft to the touch. Also, this yarn has a great amount of yardage per skein. You get 210 yards for only around $10 a skein which I think is very reasonable for high quality merino wool, 
and because of this great yardage, one skein goes really far. As I've previously mentioned, I couldn't believe how only one skein of the Malabrigo made one entire sweater front and most of a sleeve of my Vineyoke cardigan sweater, and I think it'll take only four to complete the entire thing. But also, if you just have one skein in your stash, you could easily make a hat, a pair of mittens, a cowl, a small scarf. There are just so many pattern ideas for Malabrigo Worsted on Ravelry. I'll be sure to link to the projects page in this episode's show notes. And besides these small projects, Malabrigo makes the most beautiful, luxurious sweaters. I cannot wait till I finish my Vineyard cardigan. It is already so soft and so warm. And again, just as a reminder, we're doing a little knit-along for the Vineyard cardigan in the Never Not Knitting Ravelry group. So please join us if you're interested in knitting this pattern. The other nice thing about Malabrigo is that most of their yarns are kettle-dyed, which produces beautiful tonal colorways. Some parts of the skein soak up more dye than other parts, so there are lighter and darker areas, which has a really pretty effect once knitted up. They also offer many variegated colorways. I'm really enjoying the current color that I'm working with called Polar Morn. I guess it would be considered variegated because it includes a few different colors, but it's really pretty and subtle, so it's not detracting from the pattern at all, which I really like. So aside from this worsted weight, the Malabrigo company also offers a lace weight, a sock weight, a DK weight wool and silk combination, a chunky weight, and the list goes on. In fact, I think they've added cotton to their line as well. I know that all of their yarns are popular because they're all really soft, offer great yardage, and are dyed up in the same beautiful kettle dyed colorways. I know that a lot of knitters love their sock yarn, and aside from just making socks, I've seen many knitters use the Malabrigo sock yarn to make shawls and sweaters. The shawl pattern that I've just started called Damson actually calls for only one skein of Malabrigo sock. And then this other shawl pattern that I just ran across called Daybreak uses two colors of the sock yarn. And then of course, there's always the ever-so-popular Bakhtis scarf that would look great in this yarn as well. It is a really a common thing to find shawls calling for sock yarn these days. I also see many knitters substituting sock weight yarn for lace weight in many patterns. My sister-in-law, Mallory, for one, says that she hates knitting with lace weight yarn because it's too light and she feels that it lacks drape, so she prefers a fingering weight yarn for shawl patterns instead. Another reason you might want a sock yarn instead of a lace weight yarn is if you are knitting a lace pattern. A thicker yarn is just plain easier to knit, and it's so much easier to see your stitches, which might be a really great thing for a beginning lace knitter. So even though this yarn is called Malabrigo Sock Yarn, it's simply not just for socks. Sock yarn has many applications. In fact, I've seen a lot of sweaters knit from this yarn. This past year, the designer Hannah Fettig has designed several lightweight sweaters that have become super popular. You don't know how many of her Whisper and Featherweight cardigans that I've seen made up in this Malabrigo sock yarn. 
She also just came out with a new sock yarn sweater, written especially for Malabrigo sock yarn. And this is a cute little sweater. It's worked in one piece with raglan shaping. And the cool thing about it is that it's sized all the way from newborn to women's 2X. And you can knit up to size two to four years with only one skein of Malabrigo sock yarn. Now that's a versatile pattern. I'll be sure to put a link to it in the show notes so that you can check it out. So basically, socks or no socks, no matter what you decide to knit, Malabrigo sock yarn would make a great choice. It's soft, it's beautifully dyed, and cost-effective. You just can't beat that. Another Malabrigo yarn that I am super anxious to get my hands on is the Silky Merino, which is a relatively new yarn. It's this luxurious DK weight silk and wool blend. My other sister-in-law recently has become a Malabrigo addict and just ordered a sweater's worth of this yarn, and it is so gorgeous. She's going to knit the Coraline sweater, and I'm pretty much blaming her for my sudden fascination with this design. I know that that sweater is going to look so pretty in this silky merino. Because of the silk content, this yarn has a beautiful sheen on it, making it a perfect choice for knitting shawls or scarves or kind of a dressier accessory. This episode's sponsor, Dancing You Yarns, carries three of Malabrigo's most popular yarns, the Worsted Weight, the Sock Weight, and the Silky Merino and she'd like to offer it at a 10% discount to all the listeners of this podcast. This offer is a perfect opportunity for those of you that love Malabrigo and that are looking to order more for a project, or those of you who have not yet knit with it but would like to try it out. Just remember that you have to enter in the special code NNK1 in the checkout process to receive your discount. And this offer is good until December 1st. Also, please be sure to leave a comment under episode 27's show notes on my blog. All comments will be entered into a drawing to win a skein of the worsted weight Malabrigo in the color of your choice. Just please make sure, as always, to check out Dancing U's color selection and tell me your favorite color in the comment that you leave. I will randomly pick the winning commenter and announce the winner on the next podcast episode. And now for a knitting story. This episode's story was sent in by podcast listener Gail, a true Malabrigo lover. And this is her story of the Malabrigo not meant for me. It had to be you. It had to be you. I wandered around and finally found an animal who spins yarn that is true. like to share a story with you. This is a story about a beginning knitter's growing pains. 
you can probably relate to some of these pains. After all, we all started in the same place, didn't we? However, in the end, I hope all of you can relate to the joy of giving, the joy of sharing a finished piece with a loved one. This is the story of my first sweater and my discovery of ah, Malabrigo. When I first learned to knit, I fell in love. What a wonderful hobby. However, I believed my knitting world was limited to scarves and acrylic yarn. Although this was only five years ago, I had never heard of an LYS, and I believed that sweaters would always be beyond my abilities. Lucky for me, I met a wonderful woman named Charlene. She has since become one of my best friends and a source of never-ending knitting knowledge. As we got to know each other, Charlene convinced me that yes, I could make a sweater. I was off to the library. I checked out every book I could find on beginning knitting and every book I could find that had cute sweater patterns. I wanted my first sweater to be something I would actually wear, of course. Aha! I found the Yarn Girls book. And when I turned the page to Not Your Standard Issue Sweatshirt, I knew I had found just the right sweater for me. It was loose, simple, and had a hood. Yay! My next step was to pass it by Charlene. Would it be too hard for me? She assured me that it was completely doable. My next step pushed me head over heels in love with yarn. I already knew I loved to knit, but with this step, I knew I also loved, loved, loved yarn. It was my first trip to a well-stocked LYS, local yarn store. Oh my gosh. I stared in wonder at the great fibers and colors. I walked slowly around the store, touching everything as I went. And as I approached the Malabrigo display, I was so happy. Who even knew such a soft, beautiful, touchable yarn existed? I bought up my small fortune worth of yarn. Ah yes, that is also when I learned that knitting could be a hit to my bank account. And I headed home to cast on. I knit like the wind. I was so excited about my first sweater that I knit and I knit and I knit. I loved the feel of the Malabrigo on my hands. I loved the feel of the Malabrigo on my lap as the sweater grew. I was so delighted with the evenness of my stockinette stitch. Oh, I just felt so accomplished. I was so proud. Uh, what's that old saying? Pride cometh before the fall? Crash! I finished my sweater before doing all those things I know to do now. You know, like trying it on periodically. Sheesh, it was so gigantic that I could have fit two of myself inside. I was crushed. I just didn't know what to do. I realized that I would have to admit defeat and ask Charlene for help. Maybe she could help me save it. We checked my gauge, and it was accurate. We checked my work against the pattern, and it seemed to be accurate. Alas, it just didn't turn out the way I thought it would. The way I dreamed it would. The way I wanted it to. It was beyond saving. Charlene's advice, delivered with a look of pure pity, was rip it. I decided to act before I lost heart. As soon as I got home that very day, I had a conference call for work. I ripped that entire sweater during the call, keeping my mind well distracted so I wouldn't cry while watching my even stockinette stitches disintegrate before my eyes. While I watched myself roll my beautiful Malabrigo back into balls. 
sigh. I have to add a side note here. While I was knitting this enormous sweater, my younger daughter was about to have her seventh birthday. She told me that she wanted a sweater to match mine. Those are the words that every knitting mother wants to hear, right? So I knitted a small version of the same sweater for Josie. Her sweater turned out beautifully. That was part of my reason for knitting like the wind on my sweater. I really wanted to match her for her birthday. Okay, back to my story. My Malabrigo languished in its newly recycled state for over a year. Every time I visited an LYS or looked through a pattern book or browsed Ravelry, I was always on the lookout for another perfect sweater to knit with that dream yarn. I knit several projects in that year, including some other sweaters, so I felt that my skill level had probably improved. My confidence was back, and it was just a matter of finding a pattern. I searched and searched before magically I found it. I was in an LYS, and I saw the sweater on a dress form. The LYS had just finished a knit-along for Bon Marie Burns's Ribby Pulley, and there it was, a Ribby Pulley in Malabrigo yarn. Everyone who worked in the store had knit one, so I had many experts to consult. And they had the pattern available. I bought the pattern, went home, and immediately cast on again with my Malabrigo. My hands were so happy. All of my knitting nerves were singing to be working with such a fabulous, beautiful yarn again. It was just so yummy. I couldn't wait to finally wear this yarn. Again, my needles flew. The joy of knitting with Malabrigo simply inspired me to knit more often. I mean, how cool is that? Before I knew it, I was ready to start the decreases for the raglan shaping. Can you sense the butt coming? When I started to separate for the sleeves and start the shaping, I realized that something was terribly wrong. It wasn't the size the sweater actually fit so far, but the count for the sleeves just wasn't working. There were too many ribs. How could that be? I counted and recounted. I set it aside for a day and recounted again. There was definitely a problem here. Apparently, back when I started the stockinette panels for the front and back, and this is a sweater that's knit from the bottom up, I had miscounted. Oh no, all of my knitting experience over a year, all of my increased confidence shattered. How did I do it? How did I miscount and not realize it before now? I emailed Charlene immediately, but she couldn't help me this time. Now we were long distance knitting buddies. I drove to my LYS, the one that had the ribby pulley knit along. Could they help me? I even paid for a private lesson for advice. And again, I saw that look of profound pity on the face of a fellow knitter. My heart sank as she told me that I would have to rip back to the start of the stockinette panels. How could it be? Rip out another Malabrigo sweater? Again? I despaired of ever completing a wearable object with this yarn. Was it possible? Instead of ripping immediately this time, I put the sweater on a timeout. Boy, am I glad I did. A few months later, I attended a How to Fix Your Knitting Mistakes class at another LYS. That is where I met Ganilla. Ganilla is a local legend, and she is a master at fixing mistakes in your knitting. Small mistakes as well as monstrously huge mistakes. When I told her about my ribby pulley, she said, Bring that sweater in. 
I know we can fix that without ripping it. Guess what? She was right. She showed me how to rip a column of stitches and re-knit them. We use this technique to change my extra ribs to stockinette and vice versa. Ah, oh, my sweater was better. I could keep knitting it, rescue it from timeout, and rescue my confidence at the same time. I was so very happy. Ganilla, thank you once again. Within a week, I had finished that ribby pulley. My Malabrigo had been transformed into a masterpiece. Right? Ugh, when I put it on, it just wasn't me. It didn't fit just right. Was it the shape? Was it my shape? Was it the fact that maybe I was actually sick of this delicious yarn? I was so sad that I laid that sweater to rest in my closet where it stayed and stayed and stayed. About six months ago, I learned that a friend had cancer. We had been out of touch, so by the time I heard the news, she was well into chemo and radiation, and she was cold all the time. The light bulb flashed brightly on in my head immediately. Joan was the one, the meant-to-be recipient of my Malabrigo delight. I carefully washed and blocked the sweater, being sure that it was perfect. It was, after all, a gorgeous sweater. It just wasn't gorgeous on me. And I sent my ribby pulley off to Joan. Joan loved it. It fit her perfectly. It kept her very warm, especially with that great hood. And she wore it all the time. The last time I saw Joan, she was sitting in her sunroom wearing my ribby pulley. Well, make that her ribby pulley. It really was meant to be. I love the joy knitting brings me. And even more, I love the joy I feel when giving my hand knits as gifts. Knowing I made Joan more comfortable was worth all the knitting and re-knitting that went into my Malabrigo yarn. Cause no other yarn has the right ply So lovely to handle, so good to the eye It had to be you, wonderful you It had to be you Thank you so much, Gail, for sharing that story with all of us. How wonderful that your Malabrigo yarn finally found a good home and that you were able to help a friend in need. I keep thinking about how wonderful a Malabrigo sweater would be to receive as a gift. Your friend must have been thrilled. If you would like to see a picture of Gail's completed ribby pulley, I will be providing a link to Gail's Ravelry page in the show notes of this episode. If you liked the little song clips that I included with Gail's knitting story, that song is called It Had to Be You by Ren Ross. I just love her music. She has quite a few really funny knitting songs available, and I will be putting a link in the show notes to her website where you can purchase her CD. If you listening have a knitting story that you would like to contribute to the podcast, please email me. I'd love to take a look at it and share it in an upcoming episode. So before I close this episode for today, I have a few winners to announce. Last episode, all the listeners had the opportunity to enter to win a skein of the O-Wool Balance by leaving a comment under the episode show notes. 
I randomly picked a winner from the drawing, and the winning comment was sent in by a commenter with the screen name Three Dogs and a Chinchilla. Congratulations! Also, 470 of you entered the drawing to win the new Itty Bitty Toys book. Thank you so much for all of your participation. This is a really awesome book, and I'm pleased to say that the signed copy goes to the 230th comment sent in by Louise. Congratulations! Thank you everyone for entering these drawings and please if I announced your name get in touch with me so I can get your mailing address and get these prizes shipped out to you right away. Thanks again. So just as a reminder the show notes for this episode and for all episodes of Never Not Knitting can be found on my blog at nevernotknitting.com. You can also find me over on Ravelry under Never Not Knitting. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, please email me at nevernotknitting at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening today. Please join me back in a couple of weeks for episode 28. I'll see you then. She won't even do the dishes. The houseplants, they're all dead. Yeah, her needles are a-clickin'. From morning until she goes to bed She won't take the time to brush her teeth Let's not even talk about her hair If it isn't about knitting She just doesn't really care Never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. Stop rubbing again. She just won't stop the stitching, and the neighbors say it really is quite sad. I don't know about her. She used to be such a sweet girl, but now she doesn't knit. Nobody has clean laundry. No pants. No shirts. No underwear. But they have closets full of sweaters And more socks than they could ever wear There's yard in the fridge In the cupboards, the bathtub and pantry It's even in the washer and dryer That's why she can't do any laundry I need some clothes She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. I'm filing for divorce. She just won't stop her stitching, and the neighbors say it's really getting bad. She's taking pictures of socks again. Oh, poor girl. The house is burning up in flames. Oh, 911. Her husband says, "Get up, let's go." But she can't set down her project She says Just let me finish up this row She's never not knitting And it's making her husband mad Her husband mad 
She just won't stop her stitching. And, well, she's losing all she had.